Mayo podcast home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive industry. And uh, simply for those who are listening, if you like what you hear, share with yourself, of course, but share with somebody you feel like you could potentially inspire because that's what it's about. It's all about getting the message out, especially for the ladies. I see it as a, I see progression, but I still see females as an underdog, especially in the automotive industry. And so this is just a simple way to kind of bring it to light. And definitely I feel like you, Suzanne, is a is a perfect example uh, of just being just overall badass, doing what you want to do from, you know, drifting, stunt women, instructor, the whole nine. Like, my, <laughs> my first question for you is, like, how did this all start? Like, what are you doing <laughs> for? I, we, that's, that right there is what – that's the real uh, beans that I'm really wanting to know. Actually, it started way back in high school, and I, and I always – to my dad's bane, I always tell him it's, it's his fault. Because uh, my dad, my dad was an engineer at Boeing, and he just does not understand me at all. So he just shakes his head, and I just like, you know, it's your fault. <laughs> um, so back in high school, I think a guy came to uh, to high school with a '67 Camaro, and uh, and I asked for a ride, and that that was the end of it right there. I just <laughs> absolutely fell in love with that car. And then my dad got me a job at one of his um, friends' mechanic shop um, mm-hmm. as an assistant. And the mechanic kind of took me under his wing and taught me how to do tune-ups. And I swept the shop. And I just did, you know, brake jobs, little things like that. And he taught me how to drive. He had a Bradley GT kit car. And uh, and he taught me how to drive in that. It was a stick shift. And then he helped me actually buy my first car, which was the 67 Camaro, because I fell madly in love with it. (laughs) And put it in his name. And uh, so I drove that thing for about 10 years and I just street raced all over Seattle, Washington, where I grew up, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't endorse by any means, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, that was kind of the start of it. So it's my, it's my dad's fault. But um, yeah, as soon as I got in that car and I absolutely fell in love with it, I literally from 13 on, if you asked me what I wanted to be, I said, I want to be a race car driver. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> I didn't know anybody that was a race car driver mm-hmm. and I didn't have any money. And so I didn't know how to do it. So my, my only thing I could do is just, you know, go out and practice all the time and parking lots. And of course being in Seattle, it rained all the time. So every time I went around a corner, I'd be sliding. Drifting before it was drifting. And, <laughs> And, you know, then it would snow and I would go out in the parking lot. So it wasn't something that I just, you know, a lot of kids nowadays, they get in a car and they just go and they don't have no idea what they're doing. And they just want to go fast and, and, uh, you know, get into a lot of problems. I actually went out every single day and went and practiced in parking lots and did donuts. And, you know, what did my car feel like when it was wet or in the snow? And That's how awesome. do I catch it? And. Yeah, no, I literally just loved everything about it, and I still do. Um, But, yeah, I spent hours. All I did was drive and and do sports. So I was really terrible in school. (laughs) At least you found out what you like. Because, like I said, I was the same way in school. But I've come out of school, and I've found out that school is the only only, uh, equation to kind of verify whether you're you're good or bad in just terms of your – just knowledge in general. Like, there's other ways to kind of have that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, because if that if that was it, then yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what would happen to me because I was like, you know, straight D student, except for like 
you know, I did take auto mechanic and art and music. (laughs) I think I got B's in those. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's a good thing to kind of get out there too, especially the school system of today. I don't think it really lends itself to what's going on in our country. I mean, it's just getting a job is not what it used to be. Yeah, so... (laughs) But the funny thing is I was a dental assistant for 12 years really? before I, yeah. so I moved out of the house when I was 16. I was a little bit of a rebel and uh, I had to go and find a job to support my car habit. Really? And uh, I got this dentist to hire me at 16, you know, no, no, no diploma. And uh, he couldn't find anybody. So he was like, okay, I'll train you. And and, you know, 12 years later, I was like, what am I doing? I never wanted to do this. I, I was an all around athlete and I and I love to drive. And I, you know, I was like, what am I doing, you know, as a dental assistant? And my actually my back was completely screwed up from leaning over for 12 years. Really? So I was looking for something to do. And I'm thinking, well, I don't have a diploma. I don't have any skills. Like, you know, I'm looking through the newspaper going, what the hell am I going to do, you know? <laughs> so I see this ad in the paper for an extra on a movie. And I was like, what's an extra? Because I'd never even heard of, you know, anybody, anything in the film industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I called them up and they're like, you don't have to have any experience. And I'm like, fabulous. <laughs> so, so I went down there and the most amazing thing was my job that day was to be around all the stunt people and they were doing a big car chase and I'm like looking at them like oh my god I can do that I can do that I can do that you guys get paid to do this I get in trouble for that and uh, so I started, started talking to all the stunt people and uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty hilarious. It was on the movie Assassins. It was an Antonio Banderas uh, film, a Sylvester Stallone film. And that, yeah. yeah, it was, it was nuts. And then I met a girl, she was doing gymnastic stunts and I was an all around athlete as well. And um, so I started talking to her and she's like, oh, you'd be a great kid double cause you're tiny. I'm only four foot 10. <laughs> and uh, and so and she's like and then if you can drive there's hardly any women in the film industry that can drive so literally I knew by the end of the day that that was what I was meant to do because yeah, I, I was yeah I, well I always felt like a fish out of water because you know that was a long time ago <laughs> and uh, there was not a lot of girls doing anything like this especially in Seattle Washington I was yeah. I was the only girl out there street racing. Um, you know, I rode a motocross bike. I was the only girl, you know, I was always with the guys. I was the only girl in everything that I did. I played baseball. I played hardball. So I was that oddball girl. And, uh, so, so yeah, literally by the end of the day, I knew, Oh my God, all these things that I grew up doing and all this stuff that I get in trouble for, um, actually was setting me up for this. And uh, so I, six months later, I just packed all my stuff, moved to LA. I didn't know anybody except for the one girl that I'd met. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty cool. She actually let me move in with her. And it was supposed to be short term, like for a couple of weeks. So I found a place and we ended up being best friend. And I stayed with her for like a year and a half. And, and uh, I got hooked up with a stunt driving school, um, Bobby Orr's motion picture driving school. And I took a class there and ended up doing really well. And they asked me if I wanted to uh, stay on and teach. And so I ended up teaching there for two years. And that's kind of how I got known through the industry. So 
That's that awesome. Was, that was kind of the start of it, but I was a dental assistant. <laughs> you literally carved your way. Like, you're just like a prime example of just like, obviously, like, you tried so many different things, but like, like, you, you're, la- like you're laughing about it, but you really had no clue what was coming. <laughs> and you just kind of, oh, I'm going to try this. Okay, let's see how this goes. All right, let's go ahead and go over here. Like, oh, I'm not going to school. Like, you kind of took, it sounds like you got it planned out the way you're like talking about it, but honestly, like, but oh, at the yeah. same time, it's like what? No, yeah, there was no plan whatsoever. I mean, and and the well, the fun thing I, I skipped is that I actually got my pilot's license um, right before I moved to LA to do stunts. So yeah. I had decided that I was uh, going to be a pilot, and I went and got my pilot's license and started building my hours. And I was going to going for my commercial because I wanted to fly corporate jets. And uh, and so then as soon as I found out about stunts, I just ditched all that. <laughs> So it was literally oh. like I was leapfrogging from ideas. <laughs> you're literally living life to the fullest, like legit. You, you're, you're like, you're not, you weren't, you weren't necessarily tied like to like you weren't, you weren't destined. Like, all right, cool. Everyone in the family did this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Like, you literally, you're trying, you're living life. That's what it sounds like. You, like you, you didn't have a problem switching lanes. Oh, no, absolutely not. And I'm still switching lanes. It's kind of funny. (laughs) I think, I mean, but I knew, like, when I was 13, I just had such a a passion for driving um, that that was in my heart and my soul. Like, anything Mm -hmm. that I could, even being a pilot, I loved being a pilot, and I loved flying, and and it was really fun. But if I had, like, and just like I had to pick between one or the other when it came down to driving or flying, um, you know, driving was always in my in my heart so there's no question most definitely what's the most what's the most uh interesting uh stunt you've done uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually people always ask me that and I, I don't think i have one you know most interesting stunt but i think my favorite well i have two favorite films and it's kind of hilarious because it's two end of the spectrums um my first favorite job ever was the italian job um because awesome. I had fought, <laughs> so I drove, I drove the red Mini Cooper for Charlie Theron. Really? Yeah, and <laughs> so I got to do my first car jump. There was actually two car jumps in that, and then I also got to drive down the stairs and you know do a big chase scene. But you know it's really hard um, to get that hero spot, and I had been trying for such a long time and I got a lot of driving jobs and they were always like never the hero spot but always you know the surrounding cars which is great and awesome and I love it but you know I wanted to get that hero spot and and uh, so that I actually had to fight for this job they they had filmed the uh, Italian job for about three months with one film crew and they didn't like the footage so they threw it all the way hired a new stunt coordinator and he mm-hmm. actually held auditions. And we normally don't have to audition for our jobs. Like, people know us through, yeah. you know, word of mouth and friends and our reputation. And they just call you and say, are you available? So this one was actually an audition. So I think me and about 15 other girls uh, went down and actually had to drive the car for Gary Himes, who was a stunt coordinator. And uh, he set up this intersection of cones. And he's like, okay, I want, I want you guys to drift you know, into this intersection. And I'm like, this is a front wheel drive car. Like, how the heck are we going to do that? Right. So I'm calling my buddy who's, who's a driver. And I'm like, how do I do this? And he's like, well, it's a, does it have an e-brake? I'm like, 
no. <laughs> he's like, well, well, I go, it does kind of, but it doesn't really work. And he's like, well, you're just going to have to come in at like 50 miles an hour and pitch it sideways. And like, what? and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I've never done that. And he's like, well, that's the only way you're going to get this thing to come around. And then he goes and then hesitate on putting the gas on. Cause as soon as you put the gas on front wheel drive, it's going to take it out of the drift. And I'm looking at this little intersection, like, I'm just going to blow through all these cones, right? Like, there's no way I'm just going to destroy. And the cones represent curbs and people and cameramen and all this stuff. And I go, okay, he's asking to drift. So, so I just hit it up to 50 miles an hour. <laughs> it just came in and slid this thing. And I went through every single cone. Cones are just flying all over the place. And the rest <laughs> of the girls are just laughing at me, right? Like, ah, she totally screwed up. And and uh, and I was thinking, okay, I'm never going to get this job. And he's never going to, you know, hire me again. But anyway, it was exactly what he wanted. He didn't want somebody to just sort of try to fit the car into the cones. And, and that was the only way to get that car to actually drift. Mm-hmm. And then, then he said, okay, try it with the e-brake. And then, so anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> try it in second gear and then try it in third gear. So he had me do all this stuff and I ended up getting the job. So I actually had to fight for that job. I was very proud of getting that job. And and um got to do some really fun stuff in it so would you would you say that'd be like the most nerve-wracking or like more uh difficult stunts you've done no there's been a lot of more nerve-wracking stunts um we had a really good crew on that job and the cars were prepped really well i think people always ask me like what's your favorite car to drive and I'm like one that works um because a lot of times we get on set and like they throw this piece piece of junk our way and they go okay make magic with this and do all these crazy slides and this and that and I'm like okay the wheels are falling off it only drives in reverse and second gear it's yeah you know what I mean like it only goes 35 miles an hour and one light works and (laughs) you're like you want me to what in this so a lot of times the most stressful situation is is because of that. Um, so I kind of thrive under pressure. So usually the if I have the right vehicle and you know the kind of the heart of the job is the more I'm tuned in. So it's really, that's really actually more fun for me. The commercial you did that was I love that. Commercial. Oh, cool! Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was really really fun. And and now that I actually drive a BMW, it's actually kind of makes it a little bit more fun i'm sure you've seen sophie my m4 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i've been i've been a fan i've been following for a minute <laughs> like i love your video like that's what i'm saying i'm so glad to hear you laugh because like I, I saw like you have a couple videos on your instagram and like it makes me smile every time because i'll see like you you're i forgot i think you were in for or something but you're laughing as you're like doing donuts or something i was like yeah, yeah. like she loves what she does like <laughs> yeah it's really funny too because I I never I put I think the first video I ever posted of me inside the car which I I didn't think anybody would be interested in that you know Mm -hmm. I thought it would be all about what's happening on the outside of the car and I I actually put an iPhone in the inside the car to see what I was doing in the car because like literally people always ask me like what'd you do there and I'm like I have no idea like I don't think about driving when I drive I just go and do it and when mm-hmm. they try, when they try to break it down, like, what did you do? What gear were you? And I'm like, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> like, I just drive, and the less I think about it, the better. So I put this camera inside, and one of the things I noticed that I was so serious, like, <laughs> I was driving, but then as soon as I screwed up, I just started cracking up. And I think that's probably one of the videos that you saw. 
And I probably got like 90 comments on that video. And everybody was just saying, I love your laugh. Your laugh's great. This is hilarious. And it's got the most likes, the <laughs> most comments out of everything. I'm like, that is so weird. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> You're showing your passion. Like everybody on social media is looking for somebody to resonate with and just to show like how authentic authentic you are and just like showing your enthusiasm. You truly love what you're doing. It's like it's again, it's a lot of people look up to you. It's it's believe it or not, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and I didn't realize that. In fact, I think this last year, I've had more girls come up to me at different places, like at the track, at, at drift events, and and even if I was just up at Monterey Car Week at Exotics on Cannery Row, and this girl comes up to me and she's like, "Are you Susan Parkizer?" And I'm like, "Yes, like what yeah. I do, you know." <laughs> She goes, well, I follow you on Instagram. She's like, thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for being such a great role model. And I was like, I never really thought of myself that way. So it's kind of cool to to see that I am inspiring people. And, um, you know, I didn't really realize how much of a stigma. Because I, when I first got into the automotive industry, there was no girls doing anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and so I've, I'm thinking there's so many women badass women nowadays doing their things that I thought the stigma was kind of gone but I go out to these drift events and this girl comes up to me and she's like you know I'm so glad to see you out here because my you know I want to drift and my boyfriend and my family say girls don't do that and I was like what (laughs) in this day and age people are still saying that so yeah so it's kind of cool for for me to be a role model and to, to inspire people. So I'm trying to kind of come in more into that role and to, to get out there. Um, it's kind of not natural for me to promote myself. Um, so I'm, I'm working on that. Okay. I, I lost you. Back at it. You got me <laughs> back and forth, and I and I was I like shook my hand and I dropped it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> that's okay it fits perfectly right in there <laughs> exactly but uh yeah it's it's a thing it's still a thing as far as what we we're talking about just the whole again that's why it's, that's why i feel it's such an obligation because again i love like i said at the beginning i love the ob- i love the underdog like i'll be watching tv i said this earlier i was interviewing someone earlier and i'm i'll like flick through the animal pl- animal planet or something like that and uh-huh. then i'll like a giraffe getting i'm trying to outrun you know some deer i mean uh some lion. <laughs> You're like go go exactly <laughs> like obviously i know how it plays out like, i get it but you know just simply <laughs> and plus i'm a lion i'm i'm from michigan so i'm a lions fan so nice uh, so i just in my blood to have to come from the bottom to go ahead and rise on top like that's how i'd rather have it but um yeah it's the internet gives us that power that gives us that, that, that opportunity. Cause again, I didn't see anybody doing this. I didn't see anybody sharing the story or, or yeah. I heard a lot, a lot of people saying that they, a lot of people feel like they're by themselves. And again, just to know that you really just, just, you just took a pass, like, and to know that it wasn't 
picture perfect for you. Like there's many stories of people starting out that they have the opportunity to do or they have every uh, resource available to them. And there's people, you know, that weren't good at something and they just kind of went to, they, they found it on accident or they, they kind of stumbled upon yeah. somebody showing it to them. But yeah, it's uh yeah. Keep, keep doing you. Like it, it's, it's amazing. Like <laughs> another, thing, another thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, I saw one of your videos. I saw when you were you slid into that uh to that space when you were over in Japan. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was that awesome. Was that was amazing. That um that actually came about um from the Italian job. They wanted uh, the driver of the Italian job to go up against a Japanese stunt driver for a competition, um for a TV show called World's Greatest Records, and so they flew me over to Japan. And uh, it was just really funny because I, I get there and there was not much time for practice before we started filming. And I get in the car and I didn't realize it was going to be in a right-hand drive car. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like I have to do everything backwards. And, uh, and, and at the start of the filming, like the Japanese stunt driver and his coach, um, if you see on there, he's actually cheering for me. You know, mm-hmm. when I go and do my thing. But in the beginning, it was like we were pitted against each other. And, you know, I get in there and I they had the boxes spread way apart. And so I come in and throw one and they narrow the boxes. And then he comes in and throws one and narrow the boxes. And they're very serious. You know, the, and every if he made a mistake, his coach would, you know, like kind of yell at him and everything. It was very serious competition. And I'm over here laughing my butt off. Right. Um, you know, and then, and then as, as the competition got more and more and the boxes got closer and closer and closer, I started cheering for him because we were out there for hours. We must've done a hundred slides. I mean, it was insane. And we were like exactly the same level of driving and I would get one and then he would get one. And then you know, we would both like maybe not get our tires quite over the line and he would not, you know, get it over the line. And so literally we were just head to head, nose to nose the whole time. And they were very serious. And then as it came down, every time he made one, I was just cheering and they're looking at me like, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> and so like, when, like near the end, I started sliding in and their coach started cheering for me. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden he would come over and start giving me tips. You know, he's like, you know, and this, then the producers came over and told him, don't do that. You're supposed to be against each other. <laughs> but it was really funny because they couldn't help it because i was cheering for him and and uh yeah so it actually made the final cut that he was cheering for me and and they they took the whole seriousness out of it i mean i don't know if they actually showed it in the clip but there was one point where i actually got into the left side of the car because you know that's where we usually drive from it was my turn to go and i pop into the left side to drive and there's nothing in front of me and the whole crew starts laughing (laughs) but um but yeah, that was really, really fun. And, and uh, he ended up winning literally. I think my, uh, you saw that was the end clip to where it was so close that side to side and back, to, you know, back to, or on the side to side and front to back was like, like an inch away from the boxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he ended up making it over the line before I did. But yeah, it was, it was really fun. Wow. I love you. <laughs> Like, has anybody ever told you that, or anybody is that like a vibe you ever get? Like, 
as far as just people are like, man, like you, you hang around people and they're like, you know, what? I got to be happy now. Cause it's like, I feel like you like set that standard where if somebody's like, <laughs> it's like, what's up? And then all sudden, <laughs> it's like a hundred percent all the time. Obviously not, but you know, most of the time. Yeah, no. And, and that is true. I, I tend to laugh a lot. And I, and like I said, when I started posting those videos, I didn't realize, you know, how much people, people like that. And they're like, your laugh is so infectious and I can't help but laughing whenever I'm around you. And, and, uh, and, and the funny thing is like sometimes before I do stunts, I'll sit in my car and, and I'll start visualizing things and I'll, you know, and I get real serious and I, and I start going through the whole process in my head and people will come over and I'm like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? And they're like, we've never seen you serious. <laughs> I laughed to death. I know. I kind of want to think about it for a sec. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but um, no. I, <laughs> yeah, and so definitely, if I don't have that energy, energy, people really notice it. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's amazing. So where do we somebody? So you being an instructor, where are some of the big? What are some beginner steps? Maybe somebody that's listening, guy or girl, <clears throat> that might be interested in. Uh, getting into drifting or just driving overall that you might tell somebody uh what in class or, or on their first day uh well basically i always tell people is to go take a lesson don't don't do what i did <laughs> don't don't take it out on the street <laughs> number one but um you know go take a lesson and the coolest thing about that is you like if i go up to uh, i teach occasionally at um drift 101 with naoki mm-hmm. and uh he has the greatest cars up there, which is, which is one of the things that I tell people, don't, don't start out like what I did in a high horsepower car, which is cool, but you don't <laughs> learn the techniques, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, go somewhere where you can actually learn the techniques in a low horsepower car um, and really get that down before you add speed, anything like that. Um, and, and I, I don't know, in any sport or any car thing, that's what I always tell people to do basically is just, Go where the professionals are, um, where they can really set you up and treat you how to do it, you know, teach you how to do it right. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's you want to be smart about it, especially uh, over on the west the west side of the country. It's definitely <laughs> – Yeah. All that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. And it's really funny because, like I, we were talking about, you know – you know, changing directions in life. I'm, I'm always going to do stunts and as long as they let me do stunts, but I'm actually starting to go into public speaking a little bit right now. And one, one of the things I want to do is start giving back and go into high schools and junior highs mm-hmm. and talk about car safety and talk about following your dreams and all that stuff. But one of the funny things when we were talking about my background of street racing and I pretty much got away with everything. And I don't even know how I did it because I was absolutely insane in the car. And, uh, and I thought, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to go into a high school and go, okay, well, don't do what I did because I got away with everything. One of the funny things I've, I've met, not funny things, but I've met a couple people that haven't gotten away with certain things. Um, and so I'm going to start going into high schools and I'm going to bring somebody with me so that they're going to see both sides of the coins. But I'm really excited about doing that, um, about going and talking to kids, not only about following their safety, 
because I, I think there's so many kids nowadays that just don't have those kind of role models. And they're still in that school system that teaches people to go out and, and get a job and, and, you know, mm. or just go to college and everybody has to go to college and get a degree. And, you know, and then so many kids are getting out they didn't want to do any of this stuff anyway. And they're so much in debt and they're not following their dreams and they're miserable and they're doing what maybe their parents want them to do. So exactly. You know, what would you give? What, what, what advice would you give? Uh, maybe somebody listening, like, because again, I want to. What I want to do is reach on who I want to talk to. The scenarios, like you said, the people that that might that have, want them to do something or uh, something in terms of uh, they, they feel like they don't have another option, and then maybe a little a, a female or even male might come across us and they want advice on what should I do? Like, I want to. I want to do it. Like my parents want me to do this, but I strongly want to see if this works out. Like, do you have anything based on your experiences in your life that you, f- you feel like uh, you, you would, you could tell your, your younger self or uh, younger people to listen? Oh, absolutely. And I, I know parents hate me for this, but <laughs> um, have you, do you ever listen to Gary V? Oh my goodness. We're good <laughs> I love that I'm guy. Like, you don't have to say it anymore. Don't even. <laughs> No, I am literally like, don't listen to your parents. If you don't want to go to school, don't go to school. I mean, you could always do that stuff later in life. I mean, Mm -hmm. seriously, like when you're a kid, the first thing I would tell people or tell kids, like the first year you get out of high school, go travel. It's so insane what we have in the United States of what we don't realize how blessed we are here. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. We have every opportunity in the world to do anything we want Mm -hmm. and have every resource available to us, whether you have money, whether you don't have money. And until you travel and go outside of the U.S. and start taking a look at what other people have to deal with and the limited opportunities that people have, I just think, you know, you're not going to be um, thankful or grateful for the opportunities that we have here. And you're not going to really go for it because there's just so many and everybody kind of expects, mm-hmm. you know, that there is so many. And mm-hmm. so they're, they kind of take their time. So I say, go travel, go see other places, go to India, go to somewhere where like, you know, people, there's such an extreme that you come back and um, yeah. And just find something that you're passionate about that you love to do and and you know the money will follow and I I literally if I could go back to my younger self and tell myself that that you know I was doing it but I just didn't know you know what I mean I didn't have a path or I didn't have anybody telling me that um but I just was determined my my determination was just showing people that they were wrong like everybody said you're never going to amount to anything you're never going to be able to do this or that you're never going to be a race car driver you're never going to amount to anything because you don't have a high school degree and and I my determination was I'm going to prove them wrong so thank god for all these people that just you know dumped on me like that so my advice to people is is to kids and even if you feel like you know, you're not smart, you're, you're getting these or people under, don't understand you. Maybe you're the weird kid, you know, playing your guitar in school and, you know, dressed in black and you're the, you know, nobody talks to you. Well, that person's going to grow up to be a rock star. You know what I mean? 
and you know the word girl doing sports that nobody understands you're going to grow up to be an olympic athlete and the the weird the weird math kid that's you know can't socialize but he's you know in there doing wizardry math you know you're going to become the next apple guy or you know what i mean i mean don't like if you're the weird kid (laughs) you're blessed (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) you already have adversity you're already thinking i'm gonna show those people wrong and you have something that sets you apart do you do you feel like do you feel like you traveling uh has a lot like like what's the key what's what's the key to suzanne's happiness would you say traveling has an aspect in that because you say when you're younger like travel because you say once once you realize how good we have it especially in the first world country regardless of you you have little to no money like do you feel like that plays a big part in your happiness if not what is it no I think for me I'm still proving I'm still always trying to prove people wrong and that's which is kind of strange but you know I or or following my dreams like it's okay I'm gonna tell you one thing (laughs) I've always wanted to make these huge videos uh, Mm. like Ken Block videos Mm. and a, a girl doing exactly what he's doing and so that's one thing that I haven't accomplished yet. It really, it really pisses me off that I haven't done that yet. And everybody's like, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. Oh, nobody, no girl's going to drive like that. And I'm like, oh, really? Right. <laughs> so, so that's always my main motivation, which is kind of strange, is to prove people wrong, to be the best that I can be. And um, yeah, and really show people that, yeah, um, girls can do this, women can do that. And I, and I've never really thought of myself as a women driver or a girl driver. I've always thought of myself as just a driver. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm just starting to realize, you know, maybe in the last couple of years that there is, like you said, there is still that weird thing about you're a girl and, and girls aren't supposed to do this and, you know, da, 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 da. So I'm, I'm starting to like, not put that as a focus, but I just really want to promote that, um, that we can go out there and do that. And um, I don't want, you know, girls to be dissuade or anybody, even guys, if people are telling them they can't do something either, that you can't just go out and do whatever it is that you, that you want to do. So it just seems seems so weird to me that that's still going on in this day because there's so many badass females out there doing so many amazing things. Who are some people that you admire? Oh my God. Okay. So I just um, competed in the drift league and um, I don't know if you've heard of that, the drift league by Moto IQ. So this is my first competition um um in that league and there is a girl amanda Sorensen. she's from yes. vegas she's 15 I'll, years old right she's like she, one of the first people i interviewed yeah she just got her first podium she got third place in the event on friday and she literally just slayed it she just kicked everybody's butt it was so fun to watch and she's <laughs> so she's so humble and so sweet and she just, you know, you could just tell it's her passion. And so the, she absolutely loves it. And I got a chance to go up in um, tandem practice. Like, I just started competing in drifting. Like, mm-hmm. I've used my drift car in stunt practices. And I, uh, Naoki at Drift Drift Day or Drift 101, actually, this year it was his fault. He's like, hey, I think you should come be on a, on a competition team with me and on um, this guy Don Boleyn and I'm like I'm not ready to compete I've like done second year drifting and figure eights and stunt stuff and you know and I've never 
you know, done third year entries or ran banks or did any of this stuff. He's like, ah, just do it. And so I did, thank God, because I've learned so much this year. But um, at the Drift League, they actually run, you know, the the same at Irwindale, the same Formula D course or a similar Formula D course, the big bank, all that kind of stuff. And I'd never done that before Friday. And so I got a chance, my first tandem practice to go up with her on the line. And I looked over and, you know, like I said, when I'm about to do a stunt, I'll sit there and do the visualization, visualization techniques in my head. She was doing that. She had her arms up and she was like going through the whole steering thing. And yeah, Amanda did. And uh, she, she, uh, yeah, she was going through the whole, she was visualizing the whole course. I could see her going through every step of the steering you know, you so excited. what's that? I said, I can only imagine for you, like, you were so excited, just like, yo, like, 15 year old, like, it's like seeing a younger you and almost in it, or just more yeah. so, just, yeah, you're like, yes, like, I wish I was doing that when I was that age. Right. But it was so funny because she's only 15. And normally right. I would think at 15, I would just be up there, like, I'm going to go, like, do this drift competition, you know? <laughs> But no, like she's serious business. She was in there visualizing the whole course. And I thought that's really cool. You know, good for her. She She's really taking this seriously. She's having fun doing it too. But it was really cool to watch her on the line. And then I got to follow her and, and uh, watch her drive and see her do her thing and try to keep up with her. So it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Like I said, I, I admired her. I admire her just, you know, her being so young and, and yeah. also have the maturity that she has and yeah. she's just starting like legit she's 15 like legit she's she got another 15 before she even thinks about even 30 like let alone hit 30 when who, oh yeah to think about where she's at when she's 30 years old and, and starting where she has like it's exciting to know that potential has yet to be fully unleashed yep yep and then of course there's um, people like sarah price who's just you know kicking butt doing everything and yeah. um Shay Holbrook, she's out there racing, uh, I think, with the Trofinos. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shannon McIntosh, there's all these women out there just, just doing some crazy stuff. So, yeah, it's really fun to watch them. Amazing. And one, one of my last questions, because honestly, I could go all day. I love talking to you. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, like visualization, do you, just, do you just do that with driving, or does that play a big part of just maybe your daily routine? Uh, overall because i feel like that's a big part but just from i don't know visualization i would i would i would assume that you may do that in more aspects of your life maybe this just just for just maybe driving or memorizing a course is that true or no well yeah visualization and and uh i don't know if you ever hear about the law of attraction that's kind of one thing oh, i yeah. <laughs> so setting up your day um, you know, visualizing and your attitude and being grateful for what you have and how you feel about life in general. I really believe in all that stuff. So yeah, I try, I try to really delve into that, like first thing in the morning, just like Gary Vee says, and, and all those people, <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I do in the first thing in the morning is I listen to his podcast, <laughs> even though like a lot of those guys say, don't touch your phone for the first hour. And I'm like, no, but I got to listen to you. <laughs> so I'll, I'll either listen to, you know, like someone like Les Brown. If you ever listen to Les Brown. Yeah, I, I'm, oh. I'm, I've had him a couple of times. Oh, my God. So he has an infectious laughter. So the, the way right? I try it's to. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> that, exactly. Just like that. Right. So, so I, I got him, I think I was having a day where I was just feeling down and, and uh, I was like, I need something to motivate me. And so I went on YouTube and I put in motivational speaker, right? The first thing that popped up was Les Brown. And within five minutes, I was on the floor just rolling in laughter. And, and I seriously, and so that just sent me down this whole rabbit hole of listening to him. And then that got me into Tony Robbins. And then that got me into Gary Vaynerchuk. And then, you know, law of attraction. And so that's another thing I tell people too, is, is, um, you know, everybody thinks you, you go on Instagram or Facebook and all this all this social media and everybody posts their best selves. Like mm-hmm. everybody's happy and everybody's doing great and they're winning. And it's rare that you see people screwing up or having a bad day. Um, but it's not really like that. Right. We all have bad days and, you know, we all screw up and we all, you know, have moments in time where things aren't going well. And, and, um, you know, a lot of us don't put it out there. And so everybody thinks, well, is it just me? And I'm, like, no, exactly. man, if you are feeling down, if you are, you know, doing that, uh, going down that path, you know, go on YouTube, go, go to motivational speakers and, and start listening to somebody. And if they you don't gel with them, switch lanes, find somebody else that inspires you and, and start out your day, not listening to your own brain, but listening to somebody else put in positive words into your brain to change that mentality that you have. Um, cause I know that's really helped me. I mean, I've had some really, really tough times and really, that's really, I brain, my, I brainwashed myself basically exactly. by listening yeah. to all these people. And so I, you know, you don't have to be by yourself. There's, you know, even if you don't have somebody else to talk to you, just go on YouTube and <laughs> you can find a million people there. Or listen to Suzanne, a motivational soon to be speaker. I know. Right. <laughs> have you done a podcast before? No, yeah. yeah the funny thing, is, <laughs> funny thing that people don't realize is I'm actually really shy when it comes to being in front of the camera as far as speaking, and mm-hmm. so I'm making myself get over that. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> That's you. I got you on here. Like now, it's it's. I think this is the calling. Whatever you want to call it, calling. Like this is the sign where it's like, okay, cool. I gotta really put put my path when it comes to speaking and just sharing my message, sharing my journey yep. more in the concrete. I tell every, I tell every female that I talk to, cause some of you are like, Oh, I don't want to talk or I want to do this, but it's, it's more of an obligation. Cause literally this is first of its kind. And I, I, this is going to eventually reach hundreds, if not thousands of millions of people uh, in the near future. Cause again, I, I commend you for, like I said, taking the time to do it because it's truly inspiring. Like I'm just excited. If I was la- like a legit, when I first saw your video of you in the car, you laughing, like I was like, <laughs> I talk to this woman one day. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what? Like, I don't see anybody like vocally talking for the, for the ladies out here. So I was like, I started a podcast. I'm already a talker to begin with. Geared towards a great cause. And here we are. Well, it's really cool that you're doing that. And I really appreciate that. And, and I know when you uh, you pinged me the other day, I was like, you know, I'm just going to start saying yes to things. Um, you know, you know what I mean? Seriously. Yes. We're just going to say yes. You want to do this? Yes. <laughs> 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 Make myself do things that I'm uncomfortable with because 
you know, that's, that's, that's how you change the course of your life is by doing things that you're uncomfortable with. So. Amazing. Well, we got the same mindset. Cause I do that all the time. Like, yeah, I'm doing that. Like I kind of, I think I committed to uh, skydiving uh, and I've never done it. And I'm like, obviously I got anxiety about it, but the, the vocal commitment now I'm like, shit, now I got to do it. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's why you got to put it out there exactly it, you know that funny thing is is uh when I got my pilot's license I was deathly afraid of flying like I literally my whole life's motive and I don't know why because I'm not really afraid of many things in life but my whole life's mission was to never step foot in an airplane which is weird for me right. um and then I went and got my pilot's license <laughs> oh my god that's weird <laughs> So now I'm just, uh, have you, have you heard of Yes Theory? Um, they're on Instagram and they have a YouTube channel. It's a for Yes Theory. Oh, you gotta uh, look uh, these guys oh. up. I, I did a little, um, uh, deal with them, a driving deal with them. They go find people that are really afraid of things and they have a show and they literally get these people to do whatever they're afraid of. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, I started looking into that. I'm like, yeah, these guys are awesome. They're, and they're, they've blown up. They're so huge now and they, they're all over the world and they're just, you know, just whatever you're uncomfortable with, they're getting people to do it. So it's pretty cool. You should, you should look them up. Just follow them. So that's perfect. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That goes right down my alley right there. Like, but um, yeah, I won't hold you too long because I know, like I said, uh, time is of essence. Um, but uh, where can people find you and kind of follow your journey in terms of uh, maybe social media or uh, soon to have motivation? You, you type in motivational speaker and then pops <laughs> up. Where where can they find uh, those soon to be videos or just overall follow you and kind of keep up to date with you? <laughs> well, right now I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. And Instagram is uh, Perky One. It's he is in Paul U R K I the number one, and that's kind of my handle for everything. I am on Snapchat, and I do have YouTube, even though <laughs> it's really bad now, Data. But I'm going to start focusing on that as well. So Perky One is usually where you can find me, or Susan Perkheiser on Facebook. And my last name is spelled P U R K H I S E R. Um, I am building a website right now, which will be PerkyOne.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not quite up yet, but it should be up in the next month or so. So that's where I'll be. Sensational. Well, again, I appreciate <laughs> you for hopping on. Again, I would actually want mine. I'm sure there's even more we could even talk about. It gets you going on the whole motivational thing. Have you on maybe again, talk on a different topic. Just overall, because again, it's all about it's all about uplifting one another. Like I said, I, that's why I asked you who you admire versus you know who do you not like in the industry or like that that's like the cliche like I want to flip it around I want to I want to make this the norm like I said I, I, it's crazy to think that that's still something but in order to fight yeah. these things we have to voice conversations like this we got to promote it we got to put it out there so where the ignorance of guys girls of thinking that they can't go around or got, girls couldn't, can't do this uh will be eventually normal but right now it's pretty badass so it's i feel like it's an obligation but until next time um guys if you guys like this share it with yourself share it with somebody again there's nothing to tell yet uh just stories to tell uh if you like this reach out to suzanne on her instagram and she'll definitely definitely give you some more insight but uh until next time suzanne have a sensational day and i hope to hear from you soon all right well thanks so much i really appreciate your time not a problem
All right. Take care. Bye.